Oh, welcome in live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. We have one heck of a show for you tonight as we get ready for the second time in as many months. Uh, Campbell men's basketball will be back on national TV tonight, 8.30 p.m. from Gore Arena on CBS Sports Network. But to get you prepared for that game and to talk about a women's team that is on a roll. After a win over Hofstra on Sunday, Campbell women's basketball now 5-2 and two over their last seven games. The team has to hit the road this week, and they'll go back to the Northeast, Delaware on Friday, Drexel on Sunday. But then the team will return home for, I can't believe I'm saying this, their final home game of the regular season. It has gone by like that. It's March 7th, Senior Day versus Charleston. And joining me to talk about that, about his team, is the three-time Big South Coach of the Year. His Camels averaging nearly 20 wins per year in his tenure. Regular season titles, of course, in 2020 and 2022. And runner-up finishes in the Big South Tournament in 1921 and 22. He graciously, on his off day, which are few and far between, has uh, come out here to hang out with us. He is uh, Ronnie Fisher. And, Coach, first of all, thank you for being here. How are you doing? Doing great, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm fired up about the game tonight. Our players are excited about it. So glad to be here with you and can't wait to watch the guys play. No doubt. That should be fun. Um, let's talk about your team, Coach, because uh, really uh, kind of in their best, most winningest stretch of the season, and it comes at the right time, marches right around the corner. But what has your assessment been of what has been your first year, a successful year for you and the team in the CAA so far? Yeah, it was uh, it's a, it's, the first thing you see is it's a really good league. And, and there are, are no night off, nights off. It's, it's very difficult. The, the coaches are good. The players are good. And it's an amazing league. And we're blessed to be in it. I love being in it and love the competition, the travel. Um, we, we got off to a... A start where we were 0-3, which was really tough. We, we lost to who's right now in first place, Stony Brook. And then we lost the next game on the road by uh, two points and then a home game by one point. And uh, I thought I really love how our team responded from that because that was tough. We've never, we haven't lost three games in a row since I don't, I don't know when. So. I know. We were talking <laughs> about that. That had been yeah. a long, long time. Yeah, and we've battled back, and, and then we – uh, I think we were one of only two teams to beat Stony Brook at our place, a huge win, and, and uh, uh, we, we gained a lot of confidence from that win. Uh, had a lot of other really solid wins, road wins, home wins, and uh, I think we're playing our best basketball right now and, and uh, had a, a really tough win against Hofstra uh, yesterday and uh, uh, really just love how our players are competing. And I think the key is I think we've gotten better. I think we've worked really hard to get better individually, and, and we're – we're playing together uh, better. A couple of our younger players are growing up and really solid for us. So I love where we're at. And our goal is always to be playing our best come March. And hopefully we can do that. Coach, that, that, that win yesterday, 13 three-pointers, six by, by, by Shai Tooley, your, your, your super senior. You, you really had everything going for you yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, it was a, it was a battle. I tell you, we were, we were ahead by one at halftime. And then we, we go down uh, by, I think, four points or so in, uh, in third quarter, and, and but we really competed defensively in the second half. I think we held them to 18 points, and that really sparked us. And uh, then uh, seeing the, the ball start going in the basket, you know, Christabel's been so solid for us, and 
down low and teams are trying to stop her and, and we're playing inside out and, and got a lot of confidence hitting the three when it came out. And then Shy, she she was unbelievable pulling up in transition from about 30 feet and, and, and knocking it down. And when she gets in that zone, she's really good. So it was great to see the ball go in the basket and had contributions from so many people. And also the toughness we showed in the second half because I challenged them a little bit at halftime because we were getting out-rebounded. I thought they were getting some easy baskets, and players really responded, and that was awesome. Uh, responded, as always, and you have such a high standard, Coach, especially when it comes to defense. Your team in this 14-team league in a team that uh, is much better from top to bottom than the Big South, you all are still first in scoring defense. That must be a source of pride, especially because you're, you're trying to figure out these teams for the first time. Yeah, I, I really just credit the 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 work ethic and determination of our players and, and, and then our assistant coaches, they're working so hard to put game plans together. They, they spend so many hours doing that. And, and uh, just, just the work ethic of our coaches and players. And, and then uh, we've got really smart players. And, and we, we do, I think we do some things defensively that others don't do, and we take a little more time on it. And uh, I tell you, I, I just love watching, the, watching our kids compete. Uh, and... Uh, we, we have some lulls here and there, but for the ma most part, we're pretty solid and consistent on that end. And, and, and we realize that that's a huge, huge piece of us winning. So we like winning, so we're going to keep trying to do that. <laughs> well, 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 Coach, uh, you love women. And, again, you have, you, you have a very good team, but two of the top players in, in my eyes in, in the CAA, Christabel. Uh, in the top 16 in the CAA, and again, I, I try to tell people, not only is this a bit better conference, there's 14 teams in this conference. So, so this is the competition. She's in the top 16 in the CAA in scoring, the top five in rebounding and blocks, which is, you know, that is the hustle wanting it statistics that is, is a little bit more than talent. That just has to make you smile from ear to ear. We knew she was the best player in the Big South, but now to be one of the best players in the CAA. Yeah, she's had a tremendous season, and, and – uh she impacts the game on both ends. Uh, obviously, she's shooting about 55% from the floor, and the other team knows that we're getting that ball inside, so they're trapping her a lot now. And uh, she's still able to score, but she's, what she's done a much better job of. Yesterday, she played, and she only had one turnover, and she's making, she made much better passes out of the post. So some of those threes, it's like – you know, it's like a, a great running back when you've got a great passing team. Yeah. Uh, the holes are bigger and you can get through there. When you've got a great post player, you're going to get some good looks from the three. And CB has done a great job of becoming a better passer. And then one area of her game, um, in the first half of the year, her free throw shooting was really uh, not very good. And, and she has worked every day. Uh, uh, I, I can't tell you how many free throws she's shot every really? day. And, and she's really totally turned it around. I think she's up in conference shooting over 60%. Uh, and and uh, so I really feel like by the end of the year, she'll be shooting 70 75%, and, and she's getting more consistent there. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, her blocks and her defense, she's a presence in there. No On her doubt. man and when someone else drives, she's tough to score over. Uh, so we, we, I've been really proud of her. And she always responds, and she wants to learn and listens and, and uh, really been proud of her. Coach defense, it's, uh, it's been the hallmark of, of your squads. No other team has been in the top 20 in, in scoring defense as many years in a row that you, you have, and that's, in the, and that's in the entire nation. It is not an easy thing to do. It's easy. It's quote, unquote, you can teach it, you can tell it, but you have to have 
student athletes on your team, players on your team that buy in. And this time of year, when you are so tired, both mentally and physically, you guys are playing, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, Friday on Sundays, which is another level of, uh, of taxation on you mentally and physically. H- h- how do you get your, your players to keep doing it? Yeah, I think, you know, when we recruit them, we tell them that's how we're going to play. And, and we love scoring. I mean, I love hitting 13 threes yesterday. <laughs> yeah. and, and we're going to work. We're going to shoot it. We're going to score. But we feel like if we can be good defensively, we're going to have a chance to win every game, even when the ball is going in the basket and even when it's not. And yesterday, I can't remember how many points we had, but uh, we held them in the, the low 50s. And we could have won if we had only hit – you know, eight threes probably have yeah. been really close. And, and, and so that's, that's, that's our mentality. And I, I, our goal is to get to that NCAA tournament. And to do that, you have to play three games. Uh, and, you know, the odds of you having three great offensive games are not good for any team. And there's going to be one where you don't have your best. And if you're great defensively, you can get by and win that game. And then hopefully your offense yeah. hit, hit, catches fire the, in the championship or, the, you know, the semis. And, and so we, we want to make that be our habit and that be the standard. And our players have bought into it. And, uh, they, you know, we've got some older players on the team that have seen games where we didn't play as well offense when we still won. And, and I think that's how, like, consistently, you know, winning, like you said, 20 games a year, I don't think you can do that consistently if you're not a good defensive team. You can win sometimes – uh, if you have great talent and, and everything goes your way. Uh, but when you're great defensively, sometimes you can lose a player to injury and still win. Uh, and and uh, so uh, I hope we don't do that. But, but you know, I, th- I think it's been really consistent for those reasons. Yeah, no doubt. And offensively, it's something, you know, Cristobal and Shy, they, they get the headlines. But when you look at your statistics this year, Coach, you have seven averaging five points or above, I know that that is one of the higher marks for that statistics that you've had. It's not only they can key on these two. You have some other, you have some other student athletes that can knock it down as well. Yeah, that's what, you know, I, I was talking with someone yesterday. Said, he said, hey, man, you just never know who's going to step up for your team. And, uh, you know, I, can't, I think every player in the starting five has had a career high this year. And off the bench, Audrey and Gigi have two. You know, so you've got seven players. Sarah may even have had a career high. You've got yeah. seven, eight players that have had career highs, uh, and, and several of them have gone for 20, 25 points. And uh, so I think the key to our team is unselfishness, and we are a true team. And, and like yesterday, they trapped CB down there, and Brittany is four for six from the three. And, and uh, you know, that those things are huge, and Shy obviously had it going. Uh, and then, you know, the player that really has stepped up and, and grown up this season is Gemma Nunez. Um, Boy, she's been fantastic, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. And, and I, you know, I don't know that many people understand she didn't play hardly at all last year. So she was like kind of a freshman this year. And, and now she's a kid that I don't want to bring out of the game. No. She's, she's playing 30 minutes a game, basically. Averaging more minutes than anybody else on your team right now. Yeah, she's got twice as many assists as turnovers, and she's a sophomore in a league that's really good. <laughs> Amazing. So I think – you know, we lost some close games early, and she had some shaky moments down the stretch. And it's a learning process. And, and she's, she's learned, and she's so coachable. And she, now she's making those plays at the end of the game that she was struggling a little bit w- with early. And her confidence has really risen. And, and uh, so um, 
I'm really glad she's on my team. <laughs> is is that's what it has been as we've been talking here and you've been telling bits and pieces these last seven games, going five and two in this league, just incredible to do. Do you see it's just your players maturing and coming together, or is it a result for you know that 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 tough schedule that you put them through? They're just uh, they're just kind of bringing it to the next level now. What do you what do you think it is over these last seven games? Yeah, I think it's more than anything. We've really tried. I know it's a overused expression, but taking it one day at a time. Like our goal tomorrow is to get better in practice, and it's so easy this time of year to be that get through attitude. Like you just want to get through practice. I'm tired. I'm old. We got a lot of old <laughs> yeah. players on the team. Yeah. Knee surgeries <laughs> and this and that. But uh, we want to get better tomorrow, and we want to get better. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and that's our goal. That's all we're worried about. And then the games take care of themselves. And and uh, our players have bought into that. Uh, I've kind of cut practice back a little bit some to because uh, it gets tough. It's a grind, yeah. you know. And and uh, they've responded well, and I see that improvement. Uh, we've worked on our shooting so much in the last couple weeks, and uh, to see it pay off like it it has. Uh, our kids come in on their own and shoot all the time. They'll call an assistant, hey, can you meet me at the gym? And they really want to get better and they want to improve, and I think that's the key to, to playing well at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it really has, has paid off. You, you mentioned it a, a little bit. This schedule, you, you and I are both not in favor for it for, for the same reasons and, and what have you, but, but Friday, Sunday, it is what it is. Everybody in the conference has to play it. But talk about that combined with the travel. What challenges that has present in, presented in this new league this year? Yeah, it's, it's a lot different. Uh, I think the first thing, um, you know, uh, this is kind of a, something that's important to me is, is we talk about student-athlete well-being and, and mental health of athletes. And, uh, you know, our, our girls have their day off today, and some of them have three, four classes, labs, that's not a day off. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it's very difficult as, a, as an athlete that does not get Sunday, Sundays off or Saturdays, one of the two days. And, and I understand schedules and everything, but to me that's one of the most th things that could be done much better. I, I would never play on Sunday so kids could have that day off and have a true day off with no class. But that's – I, 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 I talked about it for years in the Big South and we finally – got away from it. Yeah. And last year we had Sundays off. Right. So now I'm going to have to start talking about the CAA. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's tough on them. And then the one-day prep and turnaround is difficult. Uh, I, think we're, I think we're handling it well, though, because we've won a lot of Sunday games. Yeah. And most of our wins have come on Sunday. And, and our goal is just to do it better than everyone else is because everybody's in the same boat. So uh, it, it takes a lot of focus. You know, usually after a Friday game on the road, we're in the hotel lobby at 9 a.m. watching film from the last game. We always watch film from our last game and try to improve before we think about the next opponent. Then we're watching video on them. Then we're going to practice, and we're watching video again that night. So a lot goes into it, and, and we, we talk. There's, there's a little saying that we have, like, our preparation is our separation. And we want to be the most prepared team every game, and our players buy into it, our assistants buy into it, and so I, th I think we're doing a pretty good job of it, and, and hopefully we can even get better down the stretch here. Well, that absolutely shows up on Sunday, and you can talk to some of my people here. At the beginning of the year, I said, I said this schedule is going to benefit fit Ronnie Fisher's club because there is no team that prepares more and better than you two. So kudos yeah. to you, and you're seeing it on Sunday. Yeah, thank you. And the, the thing that's tough, though, is the physical side of it. Is, uh, 
it's great to have a veteran team, but yeah. yet we have veteran legs. And, <laughs> and Shai's coming off surgery. CB's had a surgery. Zwenya's had three. Brittany's had ankle in, uh, problems and keeping them, you know, keeping them healthy and, you know, hey, we're going to work only this long this day. Yeah. You want to outwork everyone, but you want to be smart, not coach. Let's cut your nose off to spite your face. So it, we, that's a balancing act, and, and we're trying to do it well, and we definitely want to do that down the stretch and be ready for that tournament. When you talk about down the stretch in the tournament, and we'll talk more about the, um, the actual schedule and about that fantastic tournament in D.C., but, but, but you sit here now. You've got a couple more weeks in the season. Your tournament starts a week after the men, so you still have a little while to go here. What does your team need to fine-tune as we sit here with four games remaining as you think about not only positioning but, but, but getting ready to go into the tournament and give it a go? Yeah, I think one thing, that, there's two areas that if you look at our stats from this year, um, we have to take care of the ball on offense. and We can't turn it over. And, and the, some, some games we've lost, you know, teams were playing great defense, but teams are getting 16, 18 points off our turnovers. And that, that can't happen. So we have to take care of that basketball. And then it's amazing a stat for us is rebounding. Uh, we have not lost but maybe one or two games. One of them might have been Virginia. I can't remember. But a couple of games where if we out-rebound our opponent, we have a good chance to win. And, and uh, yesterday that was the case. At, at halftime, they were out-rebounding us by one rebound. And the second half, we, we out-rebounded them. Uh, and, and, like, that's a huge key for us yeah. on defense because we play pretty solid defense. No doubt. Uh, and uh, so we, we play, you know, we kind of play four guards and a post, though. We don't play double big. So we have to find a way for our four-man and our three-man uh, to get rebounds. We, we talk about it. We want everybody in the fire when the shot goes. <laughs> and if you, if you watch Gemma Nunez, she's, she's our third leading rebounder on our team, I believe. When the ball goes up, she gets in the fire and she goes and gets it, even though she's a point guard. Yeah. And that mentality, when we can rebound with – win that rebounding battle and we can have 14 or less turnovers, we have a good shot to win. So those are two of the things we focus on. Well, we've mentioned her name a few times. Tell us about how you got, how you got Gemma to come here to Bowie's Creek from a long way away and then, and then how she's developed so much for someone that played a little bit for you to be in your starting point guard now. Yeah, it's, an, it's a very interesting recruiting story. Uh, um, we had a pretty good point guard, Luana Serrano. No doubt. <laughs> one, one of the all-time best. Yeah, and, and she was an amazing player, an amazing kid. And, and uh, she had another year. She had a COVID year. She came in with Shy, and uh, she was leaning towards staying. So we had not really recruited a point guard. And at the end of the year, she was graduating, and, and uh, she missed her family, and she had an opportunity to play professionally. Yeah. And she decided to, to go and, and not come back. So we had some other point guards uh, in the program, but we really needed one. I had Audrey playing the point, but Audrey really is not a true point guard. She's a great player, but not, that's not what she does best. And, and uh, so we, we see on video this girl in Spain, and uh, – we, we went through the process of trying to get to know her. She didn't speak great English. And uh, we, we contacted, she had an uncle that spoke great English. And uh, we pretty much did all our recruiting through him. No kidding. And we did Zoom calls and he would be on the call and anything that was. As the translator, yes, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, she, she really, um, 
I think a trust grew with her family. Yeah. Her family's a, a great family and, and uh, very competitive family. Her dad is a great runner, uh, and, but they wanted her to be taken care of. She had, she had several other offers. And uh, so they, they felt like she would be taken care of at Campbell. She did not come on an official visit, and uh, we were able to get her. So wow. that was a huge, uh, a huge signing for us. But, but to be honest, her freshman year was a little lackluster for what we hoped out of her. And it just took her a while. I mean, you can imagine coming over here when you don't speak English, and I'm asking you to lead our right. team. <laughs> and uh, Lou, Lou struggled a little bit as well when she came at first. Uh, but s since then, she went home this summer, had a tremendous summer, and has come back. And is, uh, she's a warrior out there. Yeah. And, and uh, just love her energy and her passion. Well, thank goodness for the uh, translating uncle. We should, we should come here and buy him a free meal at the, uh, at the county seat. All right, when we come back after the break, um, we're going to talk some more basketball about how women's basketball just continues, continues to grow, not only at Campbell, but all over the nation. And then take a look at, uh, at this gauntlet that uh, Ronnie Fisher's team is going to be running all the way up to the CAA tournament. That's coming up after the break. You're listening to Campbell Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. We started about a half hour early today. Um, we've got a run. About everybody that's here has got a run to go arena after this. Um, you can hear live audio coverage of this. If you're listening to us right now, you know where it is on GoCamels.com and the Varsity Network. It's going to be nationally televised 8.30 p.m. on the uh, CBS Sports Network as Campbell takes on UNCW, UNCW second in the uh, conference as uh, Campbell will take on the Seahawks for the second time tonight. Coach, I, I said it early because it is hard to believe, as you know, the basketball season, you wait forever for it to get here. It seems like the non-conference part of the season takes takes long time sometime, and then you get into conference, and it's boom, boom, boom. Just one more home game left as uh, Campbell will take on Charleston. It'll be senior day, bucket hat giveaway, presented by our friends at Pepsi, March 7th. 7 o'clock on Thursday. What a special day. I mean, there are seniors, and then there is Shai Tooley. Um, and, uh, and, again, it'll be, it'll be amazing, as you say. As you have a veteran team, so senior day will be maybe a little extra special than usual this year, won't it? Yeah, it really will. Uh, th this group has meant so much to uh, Campbell women's basketball, and uh, not just on the court but off the court. If you, if you looked at their accomplishments in the classroom, and, and the type of students and just the type of people they are, uh, I've been blessed to be around them. And I mean that. They've inspired me. Uh, they, they work so hard. And, and uh, uh, I'm going to miss them. Um, and and uh, I hope, hopefully, that, uh, you know, the Campbell faithful will come out to really give them a, a you know, a, a great, great send-off for home game. And, and uh, we play a really great team in Charleston, maybe the best team in the league. They... They've got an amazing team, uh, lost a tough one down at their place. So we need everybody there. We want to send our seniors out with a win, and, and we really want to uh, recognize them for what they've done, and they've been amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, just the rings that they have uh, that they have built up and the wins that they have, have built up too has been, has been incredible. 
that's what I've been impressed at, too. You, you talk about you, you continue to set and break records in, in the tops in the nation, not only in defense but GPA now. And I know that's something that's close to your heart. Hey, look, at Campbell University, it's, it's, it's student, then athlete, and, and your women really exemplify that, don't they? Yeah, they do. I'm so proud of them, and, and I can brag on them all the time. You know, we our last three years in the Big South, uh, you had Lauren McNamara, Taya Bolden, and then Brittany Staves, the last three scholar athletes of the year. Amazing. And and that's I take as much pride in that as any wins we have. And and uh, then last year, you know, I think there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 355 Division One teams, and we ranked 18th in the country in GPA. So. That just goes to show you they're true student athletes, and uh, we, we try to hold them accountable, but that's something that's just inside them. They're just good kids that want to do well and, and want to be the best at everything they do. Well, and Coach, and it, and it makes a difference uh, how you all are, are so good in the community, in the classroom, as well as on the court. Um, did the attendance this year at Gore Arena has been great. Yesterday on a, on a, on a Sunday afternoon, hard, hard to get to, hard, hard to go to because you're playing again on Sunday. There's so much else going on um, in this area. But, but they came out to see your team. Your team third in the conference in attendance, and, and that says something too. Yeah, that's another area. I was a little worried, you know, uh, Friday you have so many high school games yeah. going on and, and a lot of basketball fans have either kids or uh, – nephews or whatever grandkids playing and I, I knew that was going to be tough and then Sunday afternoon I didn't know how that would go but been really proud and, and love how many people have come out to support us and uh, uh, our kids love it you know we like I told I said yesterday we had a huge win yesterday like the Stony Brook game comes to mind I mean we win that game in overtime and I'm telling you it was loud yeah and uh, that was a huge reason for uh, they helped helped us win that game so uh, I've been really, uh, we're really blessed to have great fans that come out and hopefully they'll show up on uh, a week from Thursday and, and, and uh, give us a great send-off. You, you talk about fans and arenas. Um, obviously, w women's basketball, in, in my eyes, has really exploded over the last 20 years. But, but what we talk about really inside this last decade is since you've been here, I've even seen more of an explosion. And, and this year with, with Caitlin Clark gets the, gets the headlines and the highlights, but there are so many amazing women's basketball players and so many amazing teams. It's not just UConn and everybody else right now. I mean, right. the, I mean, I mean, the teams that are in the top 20 can all beat each other. There's parity in a league like the CAA. You see it. But, but when you turn on the TV and you see these arenas that are sold out yeah. to see women's basketball consistently night in and night out, that has to warm your heart to, to, to know how this game has just exploded. It, it, it really does, and, and uh, you're exactly right. It has grown so much, and I've been blessed. I was on the men's side 17 years, and then uh, I think this, is, this makes number 33 overall for me, I think. But on the women's side, I've gone to the Final Four pretty much every year. And last year to sit there in the atmosphere and watch Iowa and LSU play. It was an incredible basketball game, it, period. It was, and the atmosphere was as good as any Final Four I've ever been to Absolutely. on the men or women's side. And uh, the, the, what has happened is I, the players have just gotten so much better, and, and, and the, the product has just gotten better. And uh, people want to see good basketball. Uh, the, the other thing is on the women's side, I mean – Sometimes it, there's a little more teamwork 
and, and, and things that I feel that go into things because you're not playing above the rim as much. Yeah. And, uh, and I think people like seeing that. Like yesterday, you know, hitting 13 threes, I think we had somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 assists and seeing the ball being passed and, and uh, making the extra pass and playing the game the right way, I think people like seeing that. So that's, you know, I think it's a credit to uh, the, the, the great coaches in, in NCAA women's basketball right now. I mean, you look what Dawn Staley's done at South Carolina. You know, I, I played her when I was at Presbyterian, one, I think her first year there, and, and uh, they were okay. But to see what she's done with that program, yeah. and, and like you said, uh, UConn used to be way above everyone else, and now I don't know if they're one of the top five or six teams. It's going to be well, yet to see. But uh, So it's really grown, and, and I love it, and uh, great to be a part of it. When you think about, too, Coach, the fact that I, I think of the parity at a league like the CAA. Look, it, it used to not be like this when you get out of the Power Five. In, in conferences like the CAA, you would have one, maybe two teams that were good, and then everybody else. This, as you know, it's a battle every night. One through 14 can, can get you, and I think that's a change of the overall talent level and the overall talent on teams across the nation now. Yeah, I think so, and, and I think, you know, the portal has done a lot of that because, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of leveled the playing field uh, because any team can get a really good player that has that experience, and all of a sudden they are much better instantly. And, and uh, so that, that's something, and we, we've kind of chosen not to, to go that route right now. We, we will take some kids from the portal if we need to, but uh, it's something that I'm – I'm proud. I think it's something that says something about Campbell University is like right now we have uh, uh, 13 scholarship players and every one of them came to Campbell as freshmen. Wow. And I, I really don't think there's another team that I've played against this year that can say that. And it's not – I don't know that it equates to wins and losses, but what it says is Campbell's got a great product. Our kids like being there. And, and, uh, um, and I talked to Hannah that what she's – doing for our athletes and what the whole athletic department and the support we get uh, from everyone is awesome and our kids like it here. Yeah. So it's really encouraging and it's glad to be a part of this university. No, and I'm glad you made that point because it's not only you're not going out and taking right now, it's not the right fit, people from the portal, but you don't have these holes to fill because they aren't going to the portal. And again, it does not take much, especially with the talent that you have. You have a lot of players that any team in the country would be happy to have. And so that just says something. I, I think about the culture that you have built over nearly a decade here. Yeah, I, I think that's the key. When you get kids that stay four years, uh, you, you build a family because you're around each other for, uh, you know, several years and you've got classes that stay together. And I think it builds a, uh, a closeness and a, a chemistry that it's a little tougher to get when you're you're, you, every year you bring in a lot of players that are, that are older. Yeah, no doubt. It'll be so much fun to see everybody on senior night. Back to the uh, CAA hoops and, and what you guys have coming up in the last uh, bit of the season. In, in my eyes, you've been on the road all year. I know you have felt that way as well. Three of the last four on the road, you go at Delaware, at Drexel, come back against Charleston, and then at Hampton. Tell me about this big uh, trip to the to the Northeast you're making this week. Yeah, this is a tough trip. Um, getting up to Delaware, uh, they have a, a great, rich tradition of women's basketball. They've been very good. Uh, they're one of the most athletic teams in the league, and uh, they're tough to, to play at home. And then you you it's about 45 minutes from there to Drexel, 
and Philly and, and Drexel, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. It's a grind to play them. Uh, so the, both of those teams will be tough uh, on the road. And then we come back here with a, a Charleston team that, uh, like I said, is they're one of the top three teams in the league for sure. Uh, they've got lead the league in scoring. They're they're really tough. They've got five All Conference players, you know, on the on the court. It's a tough a tough uh, team to beat. So we're really excited and the opportunity we have. But it's going to be tough. And then you finish on the road at Hampton, uh, and I know that place well from the Big yeah, South. Yeah, no and, doubt. And uh, the, it's a tough place to play, and that'll be their senior night, and they they won't want to lose that game. So they're all going to be tough. So. Instead of worrying about all of them, we're just going to focus on tomorrow's <laughs> practice. Time. That's it. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I will make you look ahead a little bit, Coach. Uh, March 13th through 17th, Washington, D.C., the entertainment and sports arena. It, it, it is where the, the Washington Mystics play, the WNBA team there in, in the District of Columbia, also the G League team for the NBA. It's 4,200 seats. Um, it's about the size of Gore Arena. On one side, it has a little bit of upper deck. It's a basketball-only only venue that's going to be so fun. I, I haven't had this much anticipation. Everything's new for us, but the fact that we're going to Washington, D.C., um, this league, that venue, boy, it, it has to make March Madness even, even mean even more when you think about it. It really does. And, and everything this year has been kind of like that. You know, going up to Boston and playing a few weeks ago was, yeah. was cool, you know, and our kids have never done that. And, and all the road trips have been that way, going to Long Island and doing different things. So uh, the tournament's going to be much of the same. Uh, we're excited about it. And Gigi's from uh, D.C., yeah. so uh, she's got kind of a homecoming there. And, and uh you know, last year, just looking at the past, uh, Monmouth won the tournament, and they came into the tournament, and they were 9-9 nine and nine in the league last year. So anyone can truly win that yeah. tournament. And uh, we, we've had wins against some really good teams in the league, and we know we're capable. So we're, we're excited about it. We just want to try our best to stay injury-free. Uh, Audrey had a bad ankle sprain yesterday. We'll see where she's at. But uh, try to stay injury-free and, and, and just keep – building and getting better and be playing our best when we go to D.C. Yeah, and, and that leads me into in, into my next question. You uh, have beaten some of the top teams in the league, and and this is this is Ronnie Fisher and, and your program at its best. Your first game in the CAA, lost to Stony Brook. They are one of the uh, one of the favorites. They've only lost two games. They're in first place this year. You lost to, you, you lost to them by 30 points. 16 days later, 16 days later, you were playing them again here in Bowie's Creek. Beat them 75-73 to 73 in overtime. Just amazing what you were able to turn around in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, that was a big win. Um, I think they had won, if I'm not mistaken, 11 games in a row. Yeah. They were uh, in the top five or six in the mid-major poll. And, uh, and they were coming to our place. And we had lost a really tough one on the road on Friday at Wilmington, a game we thought we should have won. And, and so to, to see our players come back with one-day prep – and uh, have the the perseverance to uh, to to play as well as we did, and it was tough because we probably should have won in regulation. We had a couple of easy shots yeah. that didn't get in the yeah. basket, and then <laughs> you're like, oh no! But in overtime, I think we I think we beat them pretty good in overtime. There held them scoreless for a while, and and it was just a great win for our program, and uh, it gave us a lot of confidence. Uh, and uh, right now, they're the best, and we know we can be yep. the best. So. Uh, we just have to concentrate on us and keep getting better, like I said. And we have to be great defensively and, and continue to get better inside out and take care of that ball and feel like we'll have a shot at it. 
Yeah, no doubt. Not, not only you have handed Stony Brook one of the two losses, Towson that won the regular season last year, you you got them. Monmouth, you have had two unbelievably close games as well. I mean, I mean, Coach, th this tournament's going to be fun because you yourself um, hopefully get there in the middle where you can kind of mix some some things up. But, but you've got to have confidence, both you and your student-athletes, that, hey, you, you can play with anybody in the conference no matter what number seed is by their name. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I think we've got a veteran team, too, that kind of has been there and played in conference finals and gotten to the finals. And, uh, unfortunately, we hadn't won it. Uh, but I, I don't think it'll – I don't think they'll be in awe or anything like that. They'll be ready to go. And, and uh, you know, Shy Tooley shoots like she did yesterday. And yeah. CB's going <laughs> down low. That'll be uh, pretty good. You know, we, you know, I feel like we can beat anybody. So, we, we just – you know, we're going to focus on this Delaware trip and, and Drexel and – and uh, then take as much as they come, but uh, feel like we're peaking at the right time, and you've got to keep keep climbing a little more. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Coach Fisher, thank you so much for uh, taking time on your day off to stop by. I know you're you're headed over like all of us to a uh, to Core Arena, but but thank you so much for for being here, and best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. And remember, you can see uh, his women's team. They only one more chance at home, believe it or not. March seventh, coming up in a couple of Thursdays, seven o'clock versus Charleston. Giving away bucket hats. It's going to be Senior Day, presented by our friends at Pepsi, and we have a four pack of tickets to give away for that game um, right now. 626-425 is the number. 626-425-626-425. And we may pull another number here at the break. Um, after the break, Lyndall Suggs will be on. We'll get you set for the uh, men's game that's uh, tipping off in uh, just about two hours. We'll be back after the break. This is Camel Call Live. Welcome back into the final segment of Camel Call Live. So good to catch up with uh, head women's basketball coach, Ronnie Fisher. And we have four tickets to give away from the final um, women's home game of the year. So we pulled a couple of new numbers, and we're looking for 626-430-626-430. We also have 626-425-626-425. And 626-4. We have a winner. Yes, we do. We've got it. We've got it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. And you can get your tickets. one 877 Go Humps, one eight seven seven go humps or GoCamels.com. Joining me now, he is uh, Lyndall Suggs. Uh, Lyndall, uh, you've done a, a little bit of everything broadcasting-wise this year. Um, you were just on the mic for the Sunday women's basketball game. Much like Ronnie Fisher says, this is a, this is a team that you really see kind of rounding into shape and, and really peaking here at the right time. Yeah, well, it's always fun to do the game with Coach Watkins, and that's one of the things that we talk about pregame is as we're trying to devise and see exactly how we're going to call the game. But it's good to see the girls really peaking at the right time when it comes to 
Uh, really, Chris Zuma down low on, on, on that low block in the low post. She's really had some struggles. She garners so much attention. She gets circled on the scout sheet every time. And so she was having a lot of trouble dealing with a double team early um, and making the right pass and escaping and knowing when to attack and when to take advantage of her one-on-one -on -one opportunities. And being around Gore Arena, I see her and Coach Hall practicing all the time and so now we're starting to see the fruits of that labor that they're putting in early where she's making the right pass or she's making a good pass to get it open and that's contributed and been accented by the shooting that we saw this weekend most of the threes that were shot in the fourth quarter to separate the game came off of a pass from the inside yep. where Azuma is looking around, searching, makes the quick pass as she sees the double team coming to help. The defender's off guard. They work it around the perimeter, and it's easy for Shy or it's easy for Britt to, to, sh to really shoot that shot. Uh, indeed, as they are, uh, as they are really peaking, it, it's going to be exciting to see what this team, they're going to be maybe a five, a six, a seven seed, but they're in the middle. And again, the best teams in the league they've played with and they've won. Over on the men's side of things, um, it's been inconsistency over, mm -hmm. over the past couple of weeks, and it really started with, I tell people all the time that didn't see it, Campbell was the better team when they squared off against UNCW back on February 3rd. Of course, they'll play tonight, 8.30 on CBS Sports Network, but this was a Campbell team that went into a hostile environment, sold-out arena. The students are right on top of you there, and this was a Campbell team that, that, that played really well. The last minute of the game, Shot clock winding down, bank shot from the free throw line, fade away out of bounds. Those were the two shots that beat Campbell. And, and really, that's why I, I think there's so much positivity for tonight. They matched up well. They played well defensively. And here in front of a home crowd, this is a Campbell team that, that, that really needs a win. Mm -hmm. And they'll try to get it tonight against one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, well, I've been around basketball for a long time. And what any coach will tell you is that there are two really good teams in every league. There are two really two bad teams in every league. Everyone else in the middle is teetering on the 50-50 games. So really the split is who comes out on the right side or the wrong side of the 50-50 games. And for Campbell, they've really had – been on the wrong side yeah. of some really good games they've been in. That UNCW game is a good example. That Monmouth game is even better example yep. of last second shot that goes in, goes through the review. A half-court bank shot yeah. that went and, in. I yeah. mean, just insane shots that you're not planning on people hitting that they hit and they just win the game and that matriculates and yeah. adds up in the, win or in the loss column every time. So Campbell's got a tough one tonight. But looking at this team, they, they, they are not defeated. They haven't given up. Yep. And so much like last year, they can be a dangerous outcome tournament time where you have played them twice, but that offensive scheme that Kevin McGeehan has is really tough per to prepare for if you have not already prepared for it throughout the entire season. Yeah, and, and Campbell, really, their, their last three games, it's a tough one. They're taking on UNCW second in the league tonight. Then they're at College of Charleston on Thursday. That College of Charleston now is back on top of the league. They're, they're, a, game, they're a game clear of uh, a, 
of UNCW, and then they come back home at NCANT. So, so if Campbell can get one win this week, they'll keep clear of the uh, of the bottom teams that have mm-hmm. to play on the first day of the tournament. And then you're right. I, I think much like the women, although it looks differently from the wins and losses, Campbell is playing some better ball, not consistently better. Yeah. But that game against UNCW, that game on the road at Monmouth, both on the road, those were two of the better games that they have played. They just did not get the win out of them. So if Campbell can keep clear of that first day, they're going to be a dangerous team too. And you'd love to see them play well and get wins, which is something that they haven't done. And they'll try to get it tonight. UNCW, 8.30 p.m. This will be interesting. We we don't know who's going to come out, when they're going to come out, how yeah. many people are going to be there. Yeah. 8.30 p.m. Is, is never a start that we've had um, at the Creek. But back again on CBS Sports Network against Elon, it was it was so much fun. That There's a little bit of juice to it when it's on national TV. Oh, most definitely. And it's even more juice to it when your opponent is only an hour and 45 yeah. minutes down the this road. This is the 110th meeting between Campbell and UNCW yeah. in men's basketball. I mean, these, the rivalry, the best thing for this rivalry was it turning conference. Yep. And so now you get them at home and you get them away every single year in every single sport. And so now with these two teams colliding again, you're always set for a good time. Yeah, and uh, so many great things going on. The, the, the spring is, is when we get the rings here in Bowie's Creek, and, and it's amazing. Softball back on the right track. They, yeah. win, they win every game um, the, this weekend in their tournament. They have been so injured and so sick. So you look at their overall record, but they've been injured, they've been sick, and they, and they played a very tough schedule. Baseball, however – Unbelievable. Yep. They, that they have three wins over ranked teams. They have moved in the top 25 in the majority of the polls, and they take on Coastal, another top 25 team next year. Uh, Coach Hare's team doesn't rebuild. They reload now. Yeah, no, they, they watching. Well, let's go back to softball. They, they won every game except for one this weekend, and um, it's good to see the girls get back into it. Yep. It's good to see Bella Smith coming off of COVID, off of injury, get back into it. I mean, an ERA of .56 this weekend. She pitched three games. I mean, she's back in, in form for her as well. And now you have the biggest game of the year. This uh, tomorrow, Michigan State, the old coach, Coach Sharonda McDonald-Kelly, comes back into Bowie's Creek. So we, I, I had that conversation with Coach yep. Prater this, this afternoon, and she was like, I don't have to motivate these girls anymore ever. Most of the time I have to get them ready for the game and you know, say a few words of motivation. They have circled this since the schedule has come out. I have to keep them calm so yep. they don't overload themselves and make sure that they know that this is just another game on the schedule for them. On the flip side, you look at what baseball has done. Ranked number 21 two weeks into the season. It took them a while to crack the top 25 last year. But to think about what they lost. Eight to the pros, two to the SECs, two to the Big 12. And so now you have people spread all over. And think about it. There are multiple people on this Campbell baseball squad that their first D1 game was last Friday. Yeah. And so you have to think about the improvement, the coaching. Oh, by the way, this is an entirely new coaching staff. Oh, by the way, you have so many things. You're, pay- you're facing probably the best pitching that you ever will face with Santa Barbara coming in on open and weekend, and then you get the series win after being blown out on Friday. And then you come back and you get a ranked win over East Carolina. So now tomorrow game has even more implications of how far can Campbell climb now and the assurgence of Grant Nip 
everywhere on the field has been absolutely excellent for this yeah. Campbell squad. Yeah, Grant Nip having uh, one of the best weeks uh, ever, and he just continues and continues to mash. So you'll uh, see and hear Lindell tomorrow on Flow Sports. Michigan State comes to Bowie's Creek. Uh, we'd love to see out there free admission tomorrow, Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Tonight, here in about an hour, if I can get a parking spot, um, we will be on the air <laughs> on GoCamels.com and the Varsity Network. Jay and I will have audio coverage for you at 820. We'd love to see you come out. We would uh, also love for you to tune in CBS Sports Network at 830 tonight. For Lindell and Coach Ronnie Fisher, I'm Chris Amar saying so long, and thanks for tuning in. This has been Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington.